0: Welcome, true believers, to Wrestle With Hope, a wrestling podcast with a Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning values. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova, and my wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and all the way to this modern era, literally then, now, and forever. As cheesy as that sounds, it's true. From day one when I was born, I was born into a a wrestling fan... Uh, set of siblings and cousins that you know they they watched WWF uh, NWA wrestling and and they were into it. I was there um, when I first heard about Bob Backlund losing his WWF. World Championship to the Iron Sheik, and then only a little while later, hearing about Hulk Hogan. Uh, In fact, the first time I ever saw Hulk Hogan was on screen for Rocky III, and I think from there on out, um, I was hooked into wrestling. It's a little bit more on that uh, just a a little bit later, and as we go, you'll kind of learn a little bit more. Each episode, we'll hit a topic about what's happening this week in wrestling currently, something that happened this week in wrestling in the past, and give the go-home signal with a Wrestle With Hope word for the week. Along the way, you'll catch a glimpse of my wrestling past, what that was like, and why I still watch now. So, let's ring the bell and get started, okay? Let's talk about what's happening in wrestling this week. And uh, this week's an exciting week. There's just some really cool buzz that's happening in the world of wrestling. So, as we speak right now, it is the weekend of NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. It is the weekend of AEW All Out. In fact, both events happening on the same day, uh, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, what? Here's the thing. What a time to be a wrestling fan. What a time. See, we've got SmackDown moving to Friday nights on Fox in October, okay? Uh, we've got NXT moving to USA Network live on Wednesday nights for two hours. We've got AEW debuting on TNT Plus, there's an NWA television deal in the works. Billy Corrigan, the owner of NWA, uh, he's wanting to go back to the studio wrestling style of things. And so he's in the works. Big announcement's going to come soon about a TV deal from them as well. New Japan Wrestling on Access, uh, ROH, uh, Impact Wrestling, MLW, there's there's just so many opportunities and options when it comes to wrestling nowadays, both when it comes to indie wrestling, when it comes to um, major wrestling promotions, there, it's, it's everywhere. It, it, whether you're streaming or you're watching live on TV, it's the best access that we've ever had to professional wrestling, and it's all a good thing. You know, a lot of folks kind of, you know, want to maybe go back to the days where, you know, well, are you an NWA guy or are you a WWF guy? I got to remember, as a kid, I was just wherever I could find wrestling guy. I loved watching WWF, and that was the thing that I think catered more to me as a kid was the WWF style of wrestling. But then I discovered that, you know, not only that, but on TBS, there was the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA with World Championship Wrestling every weekend, and then I discovered all the sub and B shows that NWA and WCW would have on Turner Networks and, and beyond. I mean, I, I would even you know, watch the, the, the spotlight shows, the Power Hour and, and, and stuff like that. Anytime I had an opportunity to catch wrestling on TV, I would do it. In fact, even when uh, I discovered on ESPN that ESPN had AWA Wrestling, the American Wrestling Alliance, uh, the American Wrestling Association, and they were on ESPN, and you would have classic episodes there. I didn't know that they were not live. I didn't know that they weren't the the episodes that were happening right here and now, but still, I had AWA wrestling. I had WCCW, World Class Championship Wrestling, and I got to watch the, um, basically again, repeats on ES, uh, on ESPN of, of WCCW. I got to see the Freebirds. I got to see the Von Eriks. I got to see some Memphis wrestling I got to see who Iceman King Parsons was and and uh, and all of that and then we got global wrestling I mean the list goes on and on and on and on back in the mid 80s we didn't realize it but we literally did have the WWE network everywhere we had access to wrestling it was all over and then all of a sudden the big drop came uh and in the 90s you know we we had nothing you know and it was just WWF and WCW, and uh, and that was still, I was a big fan of that era, but this is what a time, guys! What a time that we've got coming up right now, and and this weekend with NXT Takeover and uh, an AEW All Out happening at the same exact weekend, uh, great time for some wrestling action. AEW is going to be crowning their first AEW champion, and the main event of that is Chris Jericho. Versus Hangman Page, and and just the stuff that Chris Jericho is doing at this stage of his career is awesome. He does deserve a thank you because honestly, his involvement in AEW I feel like has has stepped up um, the attention toward AEW and, and and everything. Just the stuff that he was doing in New Japan was great, but I'm so excited that he's there to be to to be there. And honestly, my hope is he's the first AEW champion. I I hope I hope he gets it. He deserves it. He deserves that prestige and recognition, and honestly, that should be his thank you for you know doing what he's doing in AEW and and beyond, and really elevating these guys. And I think that Hangman Page or anybody would be great to be able to chase Jericho for the AEW Championship. I, I don't know. I may be the minority there. I know that Hangman Page is a fresh face, and everybody would like to see him. You know, get that. But you know, man, what everybody knows, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is one of those names that everybody. Just kind of knows. And I think that having him be the first champion would make people go, oh, okay. Yeah, let me check out this AEW. Let me see what's up. Why would Jericho go from WWE to AEW? Let me click the channel and find out. Uh Kenny Omega versus Pac. Now I know Pac is replacing uh John Moxley. And uh it's unfortunate that Moxley has uh MRSA and is dealing with that and the surgery involved in in getting you know, getting healed up from that. But I got to tell you, it excites me now just to see, okay, what's going to happen with John Moxley when he gets to AEW television. And he's going to be mad. He's going to be angry that he missed out on this opportunity. So, you know, being able to see Kenny Omega versus John Moxley down the road, maybe on TV, maybe on that network, I think that would be a great idea for them to, to do that. Um, Cody versus Sean Spears, uh, the former Ty Dillinger, and his manager is Tully Blanchard. I, I just got to tell you, AEW, what I'm looking forward to the most are these callbacks to the past. And so uh, I'm, I'm pumped about that. I think that's going to be an exciting thing. Um, you know, we've got a, a stacked card, Pentagon Junior and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. I think that's going to be a great, um, a ladder match for the AAA tag titles. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see. And the list goes on and on and on and on. We've even got a ladies um, casino battle royale, battle royal for a spot in the first AEW Women's Championship match. Down the road, uh, we're going to be taking a look at AEW, and I, I'm not giving it an automatic like yes, this is going to be a top tier, you know, uh, company. But they're doing their best, and they're presenting everything that they can, so that right out the gate, there's some excitement happening uh, in, in there, you know, for the uh, AEW tag team title tournament. You know, to earn the right to a first round buy, you've got the Dark Order versus the Best Friends, and you know, who knows, man? This is just going to be a lot of fun uh looking forward to 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 catching that and then also NXT UK takeover Cardiff has got an incredible card. You've got Walter, who I'm still mad at for being the WWE UK champion. I'm still angry that I was there to witness Walter defeating Tyler Bate um I mean d- Walter defeating Pete Dunne rather for the WWE UK championship. But listen, this match, this main event Walter versus Tyler Bate is going to be incredible. Tyler Bate is a strong strong individual and honestly his first win of the WWE UK Championship was awesome, but I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Tyler Bate as well, just to be you know elevated in this in the main event. You got Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray for the UK Women's Championship. Uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Mark Coffey and Wolfgang in a triple threat match for the NXT UK Tag Titles. That's going to be a blast. Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey in a Last Man Standing match. Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. And then here's the cool thing. There's a possibility Cesaro is going to be there in person. He's going to be making his NXT UK debut. And there's the possibility of him having a match against Pete Dune. So him versus Pete Dunne. Him versus Pete Dunne. Whether it happens at NXT UK TakeOver or we get to see that as the main event of the next TakeOver or whatever... I'm excited about that. Imagine Cesaro being in NXT UK and running the roost there, just ruling everything there. Possibly even teaming back up with Cassius Ohno and reuniting the Kings of Wrestling. I don't know, but that sounds like a whole lot of fun to me. So let's go back real quick and talk about NXT Live on September the 18th for uh, for two hours. Nothing short of awesome. When they debut on that Wednesday night show, the world is going to finally get to see how awesome NXT was. The NXT was probably the best kept secret of WWE. And I'm, if they just maintain everything that they've been doing and just simply go to two hours, let's just assume that everything that they're doing is just going to get extended for two hours. We are in for probably the best wrestling show on TV, period. Because here's the thing they have the roster. I mean, honestly, they could give them more time. To shine and learn. Right now, they they film four weeks in a row. Okay, they film for four. They film four weeks worth of wrestling in a row, and it usually just leads up to the next takeover. And there's only a few spots on takeover, and so they really just kind of focus on a few stories, and everything else is kind of like a squash match, and everything else is just kind of um, you know highlighting some of these stars. But now with two hours, you're going to get more storylines, you're going to get more programs, and you're going to get more. NXT stars really shining bright. I mean, I can't wait to see more of Keith Lee. I love this guy. He, he's amazing. I can't wait to see more of him. I can't wait to see more of bro. I can't wait to see more of Matt Riddle. It's just going to be so cool uh, just to catch more time. And I got a feeling that Velveteen Dream is going to be the star of the show. I mean, everybody's just going to be seeing how amazing his talent really is and I don't there's a lot there. There's a lot that we could kind of compare to, but honestly, they're gonna get more times. And if they focus on what they've already been doing, providing quality wrestling on television, NXT Live on USA Network is gonna be the best wrestling show. Not just the best wrestling show on WWE Network, but it will become the best wrestling show available everywhere. Period. I am that confident in the roster of NXT. It is the best kept secret of WWE. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait uh, for them to go live for two hours. It might be the only show that I end up watching live. It might be the everything else I'll catch, you know, in highlights or I'll catch in um, on on clips or I'll catch later on on DVR. But NXT might be the only show that I end up watching live because it's worth it. It's worth it. So uh, that's uh, that's the wrap up of what's going on just this week in the world of wrestling. Every week, uh, we'll just you know, like I said, we're gonna kind of grab from everywhere and just kind of see what's going on uh, in wrestling, and we'll we'll be talking a little bit about what's going on and where things are headed. I know we've got the hype for WWE. Clash of Champions, Uh, I want to save some of that for next week because honestly, there's some storylines that are going on right now that I want to make a little bit more sense out of. I want to find out a little bit more about what's going on before I even pass judgment or anything. And the goal of this podcast is to stay positive anyway. The goal of this podcast is, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. I don't hate watch. I don't want to, you know, watch something that I don't enjoy or anything like that. And so I'm not going to trash anything and I'm not going to be slamming stuff. I really want to focus on what's really good in wrestling. And honestly... If it's not really good, I'm probably not going to talk about it. And that'll just be my way of just maybe saying I didn't enjoy it or I didn't like something in certain part. I will tell you, I'm, I'm a big fan of the King of the Ring. I'm a big fan of the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on there and and, and who ends up being uh, the King of the Ring. My bracket's already busted. My bracket was busted on the first week. I, already, I was wrong twice. Uh, I'm still thinking that the main event of King of the Ring is going to be uh, Ricochet, versus Andrade, but, uh, but no, my, my, my bucket's you know, it's, bust, it's busted. I'm done. Uh, you know, I'm not winning the office pool on King of the Ring. So that's just not happening. Uh, so anyway, we're going to jump right into the next thing. Listen, if you're enjoying Wrestle With Hope, let me encourage you to make a donation to Ability Tree Florida and support their mission, a nonprofit organization that comes alongside families impacted by disability and provides REST, R E S T, Recreation Education Support and Training. They're currently raising funds for their Rest and Recreation Center. It's a one of a kind facility that serves as Ability Tree's home base and will allow us to connect with more underserved families and to recruit volunteers, teaching them how to interact with individuals with disabilities and their families. To support Ability Tree Florida, just visit Ability Tree Florida donate. Dot org. Altogether, tree Florida Donate.org. You can find out more information about Ability Tree Florida and you can find out how you can help financially. Let's talk about this week in wrestling history. This week in wrestling history here on Wrestle with Hope, August 27th, 1979. Harley Race. The late great Harley Race defeats Dusty Rhodes. For the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship in Orlando, Florida. Race began his third run with the championship, ending Dusty Rhodes' first world championship reign after only five days. I mean, a lot of times we, we don't realize that when we think of Dusty Rhodes, we think of Dusty Rhodes' world champion. A lot of us forget that, that man, that first reign was only for, for just a cup of coffee. Just a quick cup of coffee. It was five days, and, and then Harley, Way, Harley Race won back that championship from him and uh, both. The Lake great Harley Race, the Lake great American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, man, two tough, tough individuals, great champions. August 28th, 1986, Wahoo McDaniel defeated Tully Blanchard for the NWA National Heavyweight Championship in Los Angeles, California. Do you remember... The National Heavyweight Championship, it was one of the top-tier belts of the National Wrestling Alliance, and Wahoo McDaniel would become the final national championship, because later on, he would lose a title unification match to the United States champion, Nikita Koloff, one month later. One month later. Nikita Koloff. Do you remember? Listen, I remember Nikita Koloff as the U.S. Championship as a kid. I remember that time and just being terrified, right? Because at the time, it was the Cold War. The Russians were the, quote, enemy. Remember that? And it was just like, you know, we, you know it was just Nikita Koloff for Nikita Koloff to be literally holding the United States. The Russian nightmare was the United States champion. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. Everything that we knew about democracy was going to just collapse and fall down. Because why? Because the Russian nightmare... Nikita Koloff was the United States champion. Now, here's the funny thing about this. Fast forward now to WrestleCon 2019. So here we are, 2019, in WrestleCon. We're in New York, and I'm there, and I meet Nikita Koloff for the very first time. I meet him, and I talk. Now, here's the funny thing. Now, we're both pastors. So I grew up, I become a pastor, Nikita Koloff retires from wrestling, becomes a, a pastor. In fact, he his daughter he is on a was on a reality show called Preacher's Daughters, uh, which is really interesting to watch, by the way. And uh, and and so he's he's so he's in ministry, right? He's doing stuff, and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him about number one, I was terrified of him as a child, and then number two, I'm interested in what he's doing because he's a pastor, I'm a pastor, and so now we're kind of like on this almost equal footing, equal footing, but not equal shoulder height, because I'm, I'm small, and he, he's humongous, but here is the funny thing, we're sitting there in the middle of WrestleCon, and we're talking about this, and he's telling me about this, this new, you know, this new initiative that he's starting later on, uh, called Man Camp, and it's actually something he's getting involved with, with Lex Luger, and, and, again, Nikita Koloff and Lex Luger, bitter enemies, united now, and doing, doing ministry together. It's really kind of funny to hear about. And so we're talking, and before I know it at all, um, we're talking, and I literally ask him, hey man, that sounds really great. Can I pray for you? And he says yes. And so here I am, right, praying for Nikita Koloff at WrestleCon. There's wrestling going on everywhere. WrestleCon, I got my hands on his shoulders. I'm praying for him. He's praying. For me also, right? And so we're just in this conversation. I'm gonna share a little bit more about this later on because this is this has just been crazy. One of the craziest experiences I've ever experienced in my life. Is because as soon as I finish praying for Nikita Koloff and I say amen, I take my hand off of his shoulder, I take one step back and I bump into Road Warrior Animal. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then I get into a conversation with Road Warrior Animal and Nikita Koloff and Five-year-old me, eight-year-old me is just losing his mind right now over what's happening in this setting. So it just it's amazing where life takes you. Some more stuff real quick. Uh, August 28th, 1994, Shawn Michaels and Diesel defeat the Head Shrinkers. Remember Fatu and Samu, right? Fatu would later become Rikishi. So, you know, here we got the Head Shrinkers. They defeated them for the WWF World Tag Team Champions. Remember the two dudes with Attitude? Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, Big Daddy Cool Diesel in Indianapolis, Indiana become the tag team champions. But here's an interesting bit of trivia. There's a reason why I bring this up. Hit shrinkers on August 28th, 1994 would be the final tag team champions ever managed by Captain Lou Albano. Another late, great less wrestling legend. Captain Lou Albano, that was the final tag team that he led to the tag team championships. He was known as the guiding light. Captain Lou was the manager of champions. If you were a tag team managed by Captain Lou Albano, you were going to be the tag team champions No matter what. I remember growing up, and one of my first glimpses of that was seeing him manage the British Bulldogs. A lot of times, people don't realize that he was their manager. He was their first manager when they came into the WWF at the time. Nobody knew them outside of Calgary. And here it is when they get teamed up with Captain Lou, and Captain Lou helps them win. The Tag Team Championships, the Tag Team Championships that are now known as the Bulldog Championships because they were really cool versions of the WWF Championships that were silver with the black stars on the side of them. Just really cool. Again, little piece of trivia about Captain Lou Albano, the manager of champions. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to cover a couple of Summer Slams with This Week in Wrestling, this is the week of SummerSlam, just so that you know. When it comes to wrestling history, between the span of 1998 and beyond, there are more SummerSlams that were held during this week than ever. The good news is we're going to be having plenty of SummerSlams to cover in future editions of this show around this week, okay? So no worries there. I just didn't want to cover all of them, but there's two that I really wanted to highlight because of what we're going to cover at the end with the uh, Wrestle With Hope word of the week. So this is the deal. The first SummerSlam, Monday, August 29th, 1988. The WWF held its first SummerSlam pay-per-view at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. Now listen to this. Here's the results of this pay-per-view. First, you had the British Bulldogs versus the fabulous Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond. The Rougeau, I mean, I loved the Rougeau brothers as a kid. I don't know why, but I gravitated a lot towards the heels. I love the Rear's Bulldogs; they were amazing. But you had literally you had Jacques and Raymond. This is just before their All American Boys, you know, uh, work that they were doing. I think this is just before that. Uh, but this match—imagine this in today's time. This match ended in a twenty-minute draw. A twenty-minute draw. They wrestled for twenty minutes. And it ended in a draw, the very first match for the very first SummerSlam pay-per-view. You would never even think of that happening nowadays. Check this out. Bad News Brown defeated Ken Patera, the Olympian. Ken Patera uh, defeated by the judo master, Bad News Brown. Ravishing Rick Rude defeated the Junkyard Dog by disqualification because Jake the Snake Roberts ran in and attacked Rick Rude, who was wearing tights. With the picture of Jake the Snake and Roberts' wife on them. Do you remember this? You remember this? Rick Rude, who first off was amazing at taunting. This guy was the heel among heels, and he was amazing at taunting his opponents. One of the ways that he would do that, he would put their picture on his tights. And if you could just imagine ravishing Rick Rude, this just muscled up human being gyrating and moving around and wiggling and he would he would put your face on his tights either the front or the back it didn't matter both offensive both not cool and rick rude would do that but this time he put a picture of jake roberts wife on there and it did not this the match did not last long because jake the snake roberts ran out into the ring and attacked rick rude causing the junkyard dog to lose by disqualification and rick rude ended up winning the match here's some other uh Highlights, the Powers of Pain, who debuted as good guys. They debuted as babyfaces. They came in and, uh, and they won against the Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov. And this is at a time when uh, these guys were, were still, um, the, the, they were the, the gatekeepers. You know, they were, they were an evil Russian tag team. Uh, I can't remember a time when the Bolsheviks actually won a match. They should have. They really should have in order to have been more, uh, you know, intimidating. But, you know, you got the Powers of Pain debut, the Barbarian, and the Warlord. And it wasn't long long after that that they just switched. They became heels, and they uh, feuded against Demolition. Then you get, for SummerSlam 88, the surprise among all surprises, the Honky Tonk Man. The greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time Was supposed to defend against Brutus the Barber Beefcake This was a feud that was going on for months You had Brutus the Barber Beefcake Threatening to cut the Honky Tonk Man's hair I wanted to see that I was a Honky Tonk Man fan But I wanted to see a bald Honky Tonk Man I don't know why Brutus the Barber Beefcake For some reason, everybody was a fan Of this Barber wrestler gimmick Because they wanted to see everybody get their head cut Head shaved So you had the honky-tonk man. He was set to defend the Intercontinental Championship against Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But what do you get? Brutus Beefcake has an injury, takes him out of the match, and then the honky-tonk man comes out there and he starts saying, I don't care who I got to fight, just send somebody down here and I'm going to show you what the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time is made of. This man was ready to defend his championship against anybody and then you hear, boom, 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 boom. And then I got to tell you, As an adult, I'm not so much of a fan. As a child, the Ultimate Warrior appealed to every hyperactive child out there because he ran to the ring like you were running to breakfast. And he was just going down the aisle and running... And ran right into the ring, and all of a sudden, we had an Intercontinental Championship match. Oh my goodness, we had the Ultimate Warrior taking on the Honky Tonk Man. And in 31 seconds, the Ultimate Warrior became the brand new WWF Intercontinental Champion, ending the longest Intercontinental title reign of all time. And that was it. Warrior Mania just started running wild for from there for a couple of years. And then the Honky Tonk Man was relegated to the Tag Team League and teamed up with Greg the Hammer Valentine as Rhythm and Blues for a while, which I still enjoyed because I am a Honky Tonk Man fan. Dino Bravo defeated Don the Rock Morocco. Remember Dino Bravo? Canada's strongest man. Canada's strongest man, Dino Bravo. Not quite the world's strongest man, but Canada? Canada sufficed. He was Canada's strongest man. Dino Bravo defeated Don the Rock, the original Rock. Morocco. And then the WWF World Tag Team Champions Demolition defeated their challengers, the Heart Foundation. This was one of my favorite series of matches. The Demolition and the Heart Foundation were great, great, great rivals. I loved seeing them feud, and uh, Demolition defeated the Heart Foundation. My two top two favorite WWF tag teams Demolition and the Heart Foundation in one match together. Boyhood Dream. The big boss man defeated Coco B. Ware. Jake the Snake Roberts, back in his match, defeated the mighty Hercules. Remember mighty Hercules Hernandez? And then the main event, you've got Hulk Hogan and the WWF champion, the macho man, Randy Savage, defeated, they were the mega powers, defeated the mega bucks. ha 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 ha. The million dollar man Ted DiBiase defeated Andre and Andre the Giant were defeated as a tag team against the mega powers Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. But they didn't do it alone. No, they didn't. You see, they had a secret weapon. They had a secret weapon by the name of Miss Elizabeth, the lovely Miss Elizabeth. She was there as their secret weapon. They had teased it for weeks to come. They teased it for weeks. They said, Oh, we got a secret weapon and she's gonna be there with the kiss of death. Oh, yeah. And so they had her there. And then literally Hulk Hogan kept talking about it. He kept saying, She's gonna be there with the itsy bitsy teeny weeny bikini, brother. It was a one piece, a very tasteful one piece with ruffles. So still, she's very lovely. And she distracted everybody. She literally got up on the apron, she took off her skirt only her skirt, to reveal the entire one-piece swimsuit, and everybody was dumbfounded. The million-dollar man Ted Biasi, Andre the Giant, and the special guest referee, Jesse the Body Ventura, who was there, I'm going to call it straight down the line, McMahon. He was there, and they all were dumbfounded. They saw Miss Elizabeth, and they were mesmerized, which gave them enough time to get the pin. I mean, Jesse was forced to count the three count, but nonetheless... We got the pin. We got the winners. It was the Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. And there was the seed planted. Because in the middle of that, I'm sorry, I can't talk about Randy Savage without doing his voice. The seed was planted for dissension among the Mega Powers. The Mega Powers were only a few months away from exploding. Okay? Fast forward now. 1991. The WWE holds their SummerSlam pay-per-view. Once again... In Madison Square Garden. In New York Cilly City. <laughs> silly. New York City. This was billed as the match made in heaven. And the match made in hell. The show actually ended with the wedding of Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Over the course of these years, they had become strained in wrestling storyline. Because they had feuded against each other. Randy Savage started fighting against Hulk Hogan. The mega powers exploded. Why? Because Randy Savage saw that Hulk Hogan, you got lust in your eye. Yeah. And so they go through, and they were literally fighting each other, not only for the WWF championship, but for the management of Miss Elizabeth. And at the end of the day, she walked away from both. She just walked away from wrestling. She just walked away from wrestling until 1991, when we get back to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And Elizabeth comes to Macho Man's rescue as he lost the career match against the Ultimate Warrior. And then she comes to his rescue, and they're reunited. And then at SummerSlam 91, they get married. They get married at the end of SummerSlam. What a main event. And then it was later on, they didn't air it at the pay-per-view, but later on, they had the angle where Jake the Snake Roberts had given them a cobra for a wedding gift. That's not a good wedding gift. He'd given them a cobra for a wedding gift. And, incidentally, that's when we get The Undertaker turning face it's crazy I mean this whole thing is just you know just all of that it just starts to kind of unravel unfold we get Sid Justice involved we get all these people it's just been it's, it's just been a, a wild wild run between the Macho Man and Elizabeth but here you go here's the rest of the matches you had Coco Beware defeating Kato of the Orient Express you got Ricky Steamboat Davey Boy Smith and Kerry Von, Von Erick defeating Paul Roma Hercules and the warlord paul roman hercules power and glory we got to talk about them someday one of the greatest matches of all time this is one of my top favorite matches ever brett the hitman Hart defeated mr perfect kurt henning with the sharpshooter to win the wwf intercontinental championship it was his first major singles championship in the united states and brett the hitman heart that was that was one of those things that was one of those things that really kind of got me seeing about the second tier championship and realizing man bret hart man bret hart was my favorite wrestler from before that because the Hart foundation were my favorite tag team but then bret hart man just just got on my radar and he just became my favorite wrestler period from then to now erwin r Scheister, irs defeated greg the hammer valentine earthquake and typhoon the natural disasters defeated the bushwhackers Andre the Giant, by the way, in his final WWF TV appearance was there in the corner of the Bushwhackers. They came to, the, to Andre's aid because he was attacked and it was just a whole mess and uh, just sad to know. But the late great Andre the Giant in his final WWF TV appearance, the big boss man defeated the Mountie in a jailhouse match. Do you remember this? As a result, the Mountie was locked up in a New York City jail for the night. Virgil who was Ted DiBiase's bodyguard, defeated Ted DiBiase to become the million-dollar belt. Not only did he gain his freedom, he gained his confidence, but he gained the million-dollar championship and forever would be known as Lonely Virgil at all of these wrestling cons. It's a sad thing, but go see Virgil. Buy a picture. He'll like it. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, they defeated the Nasty Boys to win the WWF Tag Team Championship, making Hawk and Animal the only tag team to ever win the AWA, NWA, and WWF World Tag Team Championships. And then in the main event, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior defeated Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa, you might know him as the Iron Sheik, in a handicap match with Sid Justice being the special referee. Sid so Justice was the guest referee in that. And so once again, you had these two individuals, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, coming together. They were feuding. They were fighting each other at WrestleMania only two years before that. And then they come together to take on Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa, the Iron Sheik, in this handicap match. And uh, man, it was just it was just a crazy thing to see because normally you get the the tag team that breaks up and then they fight each other. No, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, they were fighting each other. Then they gain mutual respect and now you see them teaming up in the main event of SummerSlam nineteen ninety one, which by the way, I miss SummerSlam being a tag team main event. I don't know if you do. But I just I miss it. I go back in the day and I see that, you know, for 3 years we had these tag team main events and I wish we could go back to those. That was fun. With you had the Mega Powers in the first year, then you had Hogan and uh and, and Beefcake against Savage and Zeus. We'll cover that later in the future. And then you have this one Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. I just miss. I miss the 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 unification of two major stars as being a real big deal. It's just, it's just being able to highlight that. Being able to highlight just these these friendships, I kind of—that's one of the things I miss about nowadays—is that I—you I, see it from time to time, but there being like a brotherhood, right? You, you miss seeing a just when faces would clear the locker room and and save somebody else from a beatdown. When you would see, you know, uh, wrestlers coming to each other's aid and then they team up and they fight in the main event. Nowadays, these tag team matches get thrown together every week on Raw, which is fine and all, but. I miss it when SummerSlam used to be the tag team event. Two major stars coming together to fight one force of evil. And all of that brings me to the Wrestling With Hope Word of the Week. We're talking friendship. You see, one of the things that when we... Cover this word of the week thing. We want to kind of take a theme that's happening in wrestling, whether it's happening now or in the past, and and just kind of just focus on that a little bit. And just kind of what I want to do with Wrestle with Hope is offer you some hope. I want to give you some encouragement, something that you can take with you throughout the day, something you can take with you during this week. Uh, this isn't meant to be something that's you know preachy. You know, this is just meant to be something. Hey, this is my background. This is where I'm coming from, and I want to be able to share with you some truth and some hope. And so we're talking friendship for the word of the week at wrestling with hope today. And just a couple things I want you to understand. Number one is this great lives aren't lived in isolation. Okay. Great lives aren't meant to be isolated. You're meant to be in some kind of brotherhood, sisterhood. You're meant to be some kind of friendship, a bond. Uh, the, The book of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it says as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. We are meant to make each other better. We're meant to make each other better. We're meant to come to each other's aid. We're meant to come in for the rescue. We're meant to be there for each other and not just for there to be some kind of casual friendship there, but for there literally to be a bond with somebody else that helps make us better. So who's, who's making you better? A lot of times what is involved in that is, is accountability. And, you know, accountability is often hard truth mixed in with tough love. And, you know, we see it in storylines all the time, right? When somebody comes to somebody's aid and they're like, come on, man, don't you see it? Or come on, man, you got to step up and help. And, and, And it's in that same way, in that same world, a lot of times we have to have the come on, man, conversation with somebody. And say, listen, this is just some hard truth, and it's going to be mixed in with some tough love. But I want, I want to be here to sharpen you. I want, you know, the reason why we say is iron sharpens iron, literally, because sometimes they just rub against each other, right? And they just, keep, there's impact there, there's friction, and so it's like sometimes with that friction and with that accountability, that hard truth, out of that, you become sharper, you become better, you become more of use, because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and other people are there to make you better. It's funny, you know, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. With actions and in truth. And so this week, I just want to encourage you, be a friend to somebody, but be a real friend. Make somebody better. Tell somebody something that they need to hear. Tell somebody that you're there for them. Tell somebody that no matter what. You're there as their partner, their tag team partner, their their teammate, their brother, their sister, whatever it is. Tell them, hey, I'm, I'm here to make you better. I'm here to help. How can I do that? Where can I step in? What can I take off your plate? What can I take off your shoulders? How can I show up in a big way and be there for you? That's it for this week for Wrestle With Hope. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give us a shout, connect with us. We're wrestlewithhope at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this week in wrestling, both in the present and in the past. Check us out on Wrestle With Hope on Instagram, Wrestle With Hope on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook at Wrestle With Hope Podcast. Once again, I hope you had a great, great week. I can't wait to join us again for another incredible week in the world of wrestling. And just remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you? Until next week, then, this would be Gordon Soley saying so long from the Sunshine State.